All right. Welcome, Brooke, Christy, and Julie's first podcast. Yay. Yay. Very exciting. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So, for today's topic, it's actually one we've done before. I don't know. Maybe it was just Chris and I talking about it. Uh, I don't remember the exact podcast episode, but it's just so interesting. It got brought up while Brandon and I were chatting earlier this week. And so it's subject lines and follow-up cadence. And it just matters. It just matters so much, right? And uh, I want to dive back in because, I mean, these are the obvious reasons, but it's like the subject line, like, right, that's, that is the first thing, obvious, I know, but that's the first thing they read. And it's, I just think there's a lot of room for creativity or formality or informality. And then the follow-up cadence is just fascinating to me. So how to turn this into a question? What do you guys think? What is, what are your thoughts on subject line? Like how much do you mix it up? Do you just stick like to a regular uh, flow and cadence there? And then last thing, and then I'll let it be, is do you put someone's name in the subject line? Because the last thing you want is to be spammy. And and I'm I'm I usually put a name in a subject line, but Brandon pointed out and I thought is interesting that that may come across as spammy. So um yeah, I don't know if you want to start like most seasoned, which would be Brooke Davis, just days away from her year anniversary. Brooke, what are your what are your thoughts on subject line? Like are you pretty much in a groove there? Where are you at? Uh, so that's interesting about the name. I always include the name. Hi, name, and then my subject line. Um, I personally think it adds, it. you kind of tailor the email towards that person, and it seems more spammy, and it seems like you're sending a very generic email if you don't include their name. Um, so that's interesting, because I haven't heard that, and I remember we, we've talked about it before, and we kind of agreed that it is good to include people's name. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And then... Where are you at? Like, for is the subject line pretty much look the same now? And then, oh, there's so much here, but we have to leave some meat on the bones for Julie and Christy. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, honestly, it depends what segment I'm reaching out to. So for college, university, I know what they want to see. I know the keywords that they're looking for. If I'm reaching out to athletic teams. It's more of a generic, like, FSU and this brand or whatever. So it, it it honestly just depends on which segment and kind of tailor it to keywords that they want to see and what's going to kind of initiate them to open that email. Cool. Julie, thoughts on this? And then I'm changing the question a little bit as we get to you, Christy. I more lean on a call to action in my subject line, like a, a timely sort of strike while the iron's hot opportunity is almost the easiest way if it's connected to an event or a certain time of year or something like that, where you can just be really specific about what you're talking about. And that's kind of where I've had my greatest success, but I've honestly never used a person's name in a subject line. So that's new for me. And I could certainly give that a shot. Cool. I love it. Yeah. And if you can tie something in, that's the... here's my opinion though. <laughs> please, 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 please. So I, I'm really anti-names in the subject line. To me, that's really spammy. I, and it's interesting because I, like I know that a lot of people on our team love it and use it. Um, whenever I get a email that is 
clearly coming from a, you know, a, a push out system, it always has my name in it. When I used to run marketing email campaigns previously, we had systems that could put people's names into the subject line. Mm-hmm. So for me, like, I can't let go of that. That's what I think when I see my name in a subject line. But I understand like what Brooke's saying and Matt's saying, and obviously you guys have great success using names and people's subject lines. So that's fascinating to me. I'm just like, I want to like connect, like it's so hard to connect virtually through an email. I'm like, how can I try to connect? Like, hi, hi, Julie, like innovative, fun or delicious. Like I, I always like the route of being a little more playful, you know, uh, like delicious products. Um, see, this is what to me when it's the most interesting, when like smart, bright, good at their job, people like could go either way and then yeah very clear that if you can tie in something like real like brooke when you listen to the seminar from those people and could reference that or you're heading into a trade show and you know that they're going to be there because you're stalking them because of that (laughs) uh yeah like to be like oh you're going to be at this this event like in a subject line or if i'm part of a membership like i'll be like oh i'm a member like like right you're just like desperate is a weak word. So you're just like excited for like, just looking for that way to connect, right. Of like, how can you do it? In and that looking one for them, how, what is going to make them open it, right? What is going to drive them to, to want to read more of what I've said, which I think like Brooke pointed out, that's very much what I'm doing is keywords, key, interesting call outs that we know work in whatever channel it is. I mean, I, you know, it depends obviously on the channel, but I think that's the biggest piece is intriguing them enough with your subject line that they're like, let's open. Well, that's it. And Julie, when you say call to action, like the call to action with the subject line is open my email. And then what's the call to action in the body of the email, either open this attachment or meeting or samples or phone call. So it's like, there's like three different call to actions within an email. That's mind blowing. (laughs) And then Brooke, I saw the lips. We're moving now. I was, I was just going to say like, yes, I use names, but I think the ickiest part about that is you don't know if that's someone's true name, right? They might have their first name, but go by their middle name, like John that goes by Jack. So if you put, hi, John, that's going to already tell him yeah. that you don't know. That's rare. Right. It's funny. I say that's rare. My son goes by his middle name, but uh, that's super, yeah, I would say that's, that's rare. By the way, I feel like subject line, I feel like these two topics are going to be like a biannual. There's just, they're so important. All right, Christy, I'm mixing it up with the, with this next question. What do you think about a subject line change throughout the cadence? And then we're going to talk about the fall cadence acts or, but like second email, third email, fourth email, does that ever enter your, your head? I would say it's rare for me to change it. But if I do, it's, I <laughs> Matt's like, whoa, wrong answer. <laughs> I change it usually for the third email. Um, if I'm going, once I've hit that point where I I'm not, have not gotten response, I would change to the third. So why not? So why, when you get to a third email and you're at the, is this mic on moment? Why would you not? I feel like it's so easy for them to be like, all right, I'm, I'm ignoring this person. And if it's like, the same like re like reply same subject line i don't think they're i like subject change 
I'm not. I'm not saying right or wrong. It's just. It's just interesting. Uh, Julie, what do you, what do you think about a subject line change? If they have not replied to me, if I don't already have a re response, then I think I'm more inclined to switch it up to something that's going to catch their attention or at least keep it fresh. But fundamentally, we're just trying to be authentic, right? And that that folks respond to us. So that's kind of where I'd land. Yeah, uh, Brock. Honestly, I'm kind of team Christy and reason being is because of Gmail. Um, anytime I change the subject, it creates a whole nother thread. Mm. So to me, when I'm going up follow up, I don't, I can't remember if I followed up with that person and it's in a separate thread or so I typically keep the same one. And then on my very last follow up, my fourth, um, that's when I change the subject line and say, like, keep us in mind and attach our catalog or whatnot, kind of my like, closing email. Yep, that, that's so a big that, part of it is, is the way that it creates a new thread. I really hate that. <laughs> yeah. I found though, yeah. like it, to me, and this is obviously I don't change my subject lines a lot. It's more about what's in the body of the third and fourth email mm -hmm. that I think is driving the response because mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm having decent success getting people to respond at that third to fourth email rate. And it's not with a change subject line. It's with a very, very brief easy to answer question in, in email three or four. Tell me about the question. Um, you, so for email three would probably be a very direct, you know, I'd love to send you samples. Let me know if you, if I can send you samples of X product. Um, otherwise it, it may pertain to, it's trying to give them some sort of deadline timing thing. So I, a line that works fairly well for me is a, Hey, I'm getting ready to send out, you know, this week's samples for X brand. Uh, I would love to include you in it. Let me know if I can get these out to you today or tomorrow. It gives a yeah. timing reason to respond. Yeah, I would give a, I would agree. I, I love it. That's great. I would agree that like the softball, like setting up for a yes is, is great. Is great. I'm, I'm into it. And the subject line change. Yeah. I like, but I can see it either way, but I agree that the softball setting up for a yes is key. So, all right, shifting to follow-up cadence, flow, duration. <laughs> um, yeah, what, what do you guys, I don't know the creative question here, but what do you guys think? What is your duration cadence for first follow-up, second follow up, third follow up, and then we'll, we'll leave it at a fourth, which is like a halt. I guess all, I'm excited to answer. <laughs> also, for me, it's, um, yeah, if they don't respond in two business days, and I, I lean on the aggressive side, they're not going to, probably not going to respond. If it's a real big account and you just have to be like extra formal, like a third, fourth business days, maybe a little too aggressive. In a nutshell, I would say um, three to four business days, three to four business days. And sometimes it changes, right? Like if, if that gets you to a Monday, probably not the best day for a follow-up. Friday is a good day for a follow-up. So I'll be in the flow of that. Third, I might go to four to five. And then if it's, and then if it's account I'm really excited about, then I'll back off and give it like, one to two weeks and then like maybe uh, several weeks any yeah julie what do you think for cadence what do you like to play around with 
I mean, I'm probably more on the formal side and given folks like a business week or so, but in my prior experience, open rates on Tuesdays and Thursdays were always the highest just for general like marketing type emails. And so I would sort of lean on that uh, person's nature to, you know, maybe target Tuesdays and Thursdays for follow-ups. That's interesting. I think Monday is a terrible, Monday is a terrible day to follow up. And I actually think Friday is a terrible day to follow up because most people I feel are trying really hard to wrap their week and they're trying to get everything done. Thursdays is like my optimal favorite. I love when the cadence lines up to respond on a follow-ups on Thursday. I love that. I had no idea about Tuesday and Thursday, like that those show us better days. Um, Interesting. Yeah, for me, for no rhyme or reason, Friday just felt like a softer day because people are just like in a more open state, receptive state. So for that reason, yeah. So when I send that email where I talk about, oh, I'm sending out samples, I say I'm sending them on Friday, right? And I send that email on a Thursday morning. So it, I find that people will respond by either on Thursday or Friday really early. So that's kind of ties into like Friday, I guess. But yeah, I typically yeah. don't send much follow-ups on Fridays. Interesting. Good, good, good. I also want to point out that even uh, even though my cadence can sometimes be aggressive, like never aggressive with 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 the words, uh, you know, always playful and soft uh, and, and no pressure. But yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, yeah. Brooke, what do you, I don't know if there's much meat left here. But uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, pretty much the same, I'd say between like four and five days. So my my follow-up, I do things a little bit differently. Um, on Tuesday, I'll go back from the week before and go through those week's emails. So some of them are having a seven-day follow-up and then some are having like a three-day follow-up. That's just the way I work and the way that my mind kind of schedules my follow-up for the week. Um, is it right or wrong? I don't know, but that's, that's how it falls for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm into it. And then I swear I haven't been holding on to it, but it just popped in my head, like with the call to action and subject line. Yeah. With the change, it just popped back in my head. I like like the call to action to then end that softball question to be in the subject line. That's how actually I think about it is just like, do, do you, would you be up to try innovate like innovative fun samples or just like what do you think like is there like would you be up like I try to put I don't know exactly what it is but in in this moment but like yeah that like softball fun playful connecting question then into the subject line with the third third email I like the and then I will get actually more I will get more if I've sent someone samples and they owe an answer I'll then get more aggressive in the subject line. Like I was like, like either basically like, even if it's a no, come on, can you, can you please let us know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel on that one. I let people off the hook in a way that like lets them know they can give negative feedback or say, yeah, exactly. you know, so it's like, it's just a quick, Hey, I'm just trying to close the loop here for X brand on this product. You know, let me know um, either way on how you're feeling about it, or, you know, I'd love to give them good or bad feedback. It's really helpful for their growth. And that, like that, we've talked about this before, but offering them an opportunity, like even to share negative has had a 100%. high response rate. A hundred percent. Cause I think people just feel bad or uncomfortable. They don't want to share bad news that like, we're not going to move forward 
uh, uh, or we need more time. And like, you know, I appreciate it. Like when people send a respectful note of like, we're not going to move forward. Um, what was, I sent you the quote, Christy, it was a Brene Brown quote that I heard. Um, Clarity is kindness, not clear is not kindness. I'm like, yeah, sounds right. And like when people are just like, we're not going to move forward for this reason at this time. Like, I'm not like, maybe if I was really attached to it, oh, it's a bummer. Like for, for the most part, I'm like, thank you. I really appreciate it. Because there's so many people that are just like flaky and push things on. And yeah. I think too, like letting, reminding them that like I'm answering to someone else for what I sent you, right? It's not just me here. I'm answering and reminds people like, hey, I want to help this person out. Like, I don't want to leave her hanging for her job is very helpful. And sometimes, yeah, I mean, if they come back with like the no or whatever, I'll, I'll throw a playful, like, oh, you're breaking my heart here, but thanks so much for getting back to me. And that has landed me. I mean, I'm still talking to some chains that have not purchased anything yet, but we have that kind of relationship where they feel like they can say no. Oh, totally. It's much appreciated. So um, cool. Well, these were good topics and I like that there's some differentiating uh, opinions. Um, awesome.